start off in, in Hebrews chapter 3 today, and um, I just really feel like the Lord wants to encourage us on the subject of uh, entering into his rest uh, today. And I'll, I'll start at... Uh, Verse 7, and the writer of Hebrews is referring back to uh, when the children of Israel had been delivered with a mighty deliverance out of the hands of Pharaoh, bondage to Pharaoh. God had parted the Red Sea, and God had taken them to the cusp of receiving the promise, the promised land. Everybody with me? feel like I ought to have everybody move up. All the A students just decided to stay home today. Uh, but the title beginning of this passage says, Arrest for the People of God. So God at this point is saying that God wanted to take the people into the promised land so that they can enter into the rest that he had purposed for them. And yet they did not enter into that rest. And there, and, he, and he explains reasons why. And he uses it as a warning for us today not to make the same mistakes. Y'all with me? Verse 7, and I'm uh, reading from the English Standard Version. So, verse 7. Therefore, as the Holy Spirit says, today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion on the day of testing in the wilderness where your fathers put me to the test and saw my works for 40 years. They were in the desert for 40, wilderness for 40 years. Therefore, I was provoked with that generation and said, they always go astray in their heart. They have not known my ways as I swore in my wrath they shall not enter my rest. He goes on to say, take care, brothers, lest there be in any of you an evil, unbelieving heart leading you to fall away from the living God. But exhort one another every day as long as it is called today. So he is referring to a moment in past, okay? But he is drawing it to the present and he's encouraging us to continue it forward into the future exhort one another every day as long as it is called today that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin for we have come to share in Christ if indeed we hold our original confidence firm to the end as it said, today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion. I'm going to continue on. For who were those who heard and yet rebelled? Was it not all those who left Egypt led by Moses? Everybody was led out of Egypt by Moses, right? 
And with whom was he provoked for 40 years? Was it not with those who sinned, whose bodies fell in the wilderness? And to whom did he swear that they would not enter his rest, but to those who were disobedient? So we see that they were unable to enter because of unbelief. Now, I would say, and I'm not, you know, and don't add and take away from scripture or whatever, because of unbelief, I would also use a synonymous word with that, because of unrest, because of lack of trust in the one who led them out in the first place. How many of you know you can trust the Lord for your salvation and for whatever reason cease to trust him in a specific situation? Come on now. We're secure and strong that what he did on Calvary's cross has secured our salvation for eternity. We know where we're going. But does God have my back right now? That's a huge risk. I don't know if I can take that risk. If I take that risk and it doesn't go the way that I want it to go, it could end up being a disaster. How many know that's unbelief, is it not? It's not just unbelief about whether or not you can do it. Let's hit it real home. Let's hit it home. It's unbelief in whether or not he will do what he said he will do. You don't have to say amen. Think about that. He took the children of Israel out of Egypt by a mighty hand. Plagues. He humbled the Pharaoh, took them out just as he said he would. Pharaoh went after them. The Red Sea was blocking their path. All looked lost. And he did the impossible. He parted the Red Sea so that they can go through on dry land and closed it up on Pharaoh. Making sure that forever Pharaoh would not be able to bring them back into the bondage he once held them in. He completely destroyed his ability to rule over them ever again. Complete and utter deliverance. And yet, their shortcoming was their inability to just rest in who God is. Rest in what he's done. Rest in what he has said. Rest in what he is capable of doing. Despite all circumstances and despite your limitations and inabilities. Are you hearing me? I'm just going to have you skip over to the book of Matthew chapter 11. I don't want this to seem like a chastising and 
Do you guys straighten up and fly right or the Lord's going to kick you in the backside kind of message? But if that's how it needs to sound in order for you to... Now, When you get there, Matthew chapter 11, first I just want to focus in, we'll expand on a little bit later, but I want to focus in on verse 28. This is the call of the Lord to all of us. It says, come unto me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you Rest. Everybody say rest. We live in a culture that tempts us with many things and places a lot of demands on us. Do this. Try that. Support this. Get involved in that. Subscribe to this. Sign up for that. We got our kids, those of us with kids, they're tugging on us. Daddy, take us here. Daddy, let us do that. There's all kinds of things that war for our, that war for our attention. Things that will take up our time and just infect us with busyness. Busyness, chaos, disorder, all kinds of things that are just filling up our lives with junk. Can anybody relate to that? I wasn't just, my hand was up because I can relate to that. To be honest with you. Before you know it, we're overloaded with cares and burdens. We end up with ridiculous schedules where there's very little time for the things that really matter. Right? And in that, and in all that busyness, and in all that chaos, we're unable to find rest. You know, I can feel when my body's tired. And I can fight it all I want to, but at some point, I'm going to go to sleep. Because my body needs to rest. I probably need to be getting, I don't know how many, I don't know how many hours of sleep or somebody of my age, you know, of 35 years needs to, uh, needs to get. What? Okay, 46, okay. <laughs> I should probably be at least getting eight. I confess to you, I don't get eight. A lot of times I don't even get half that. And it's not that I can't, it's that I have conditioned myself to some kind of schedule. I've allowed events and, and all the mess and busyness to make me cater to them rather than me disciplining myself to what I need to do 
to better my body, you know, for the best interest of my body. Right? And how many of you know we do the same thing when it, uh, when it comes to spiritually? And I found something out. I can be fully refreshed physically. I can go to sleep with cares and worries and anxieties and frustrations. And I can go to sleep in exhaustion and sleep for 10 hours and wake up and didn't have one bit of rest. Sleep does not mean rest. Because I can wake up with those same anxieties, those same frustrations, those same fears, those same doubts, those same concerns weighing on my mind and burdening down my soul. And I can't do it. I'm not free to be who God created me to be. I can't even see straight sometimes in the direction to where to go to find the Lord. (laughs) I'm just... I'm pressed on every side sometimes. I'm just being being real with you. Because I think there's many of you out there that can relate to me. My kids are getting older. College tuition is that impossible thing. Affording college is that impossible thing that's in my face right now. All kind of repairs that have uh, been needed as my home looks more dilapidated day by day by day. Things that I know need to get done. Things that my loving, patient wife reminds me of from time to time. And yet, Days go by, weeks go by, months go by, in some cases even years, and still, no change. Come unto me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And to state the obvious, Jesus Christ is the only one that can give rest to our souls. If you can relate to me today and your soul is in turmoil for whatever reason, your soul is tired, exhausted, and heavy laden. If you've been struggling with fear and anxiety, I say you're exactly where you need to be today because Jesus wants to give you rest. Let's take a look at Matthew 11 again and it's back up to verse 27. I'm going to read verses 27 through 30. And we're going to talk about that for a little bit. And it reads, all things have been handed over to me by my father. And no one knows the son except the father. 
and no one knows the Father except the Son and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Now, just to be totally accurate, I mean, just to kind of lay the groundwork a little bit, Jesus is talking to Jewish people. And the religious leaders of the day had people weighed down and burdened and anxious and, and heavy laden in their soul because they had all of these rules and regulations that they had added that people had to observe in order for them to have a chance to go to heaven. So it's Old Testament law. It's Judaism. It's Old Testament law that people are being bound with and these people can't have a moment's peace. They can't have a day's peace, okay, because every day they're having to strive and they're having to try and earn the favor of God so that they could hopefully, hopefully one day have a chance to go to heaven. And Jesus is like, no, 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 no. No, no. There's only one thing you need to do. Come unto me. All you who are striving to gain the favor of God, all of you who are striving, you can't do it. It's impossible to do it in your striving, but that's all right. I did it for you. Come unto me, all you who are laboring or heavy laden, and I will give you rest. The burden you're trying to carry is too much for you. It's too heavy for you. You're not strong enough to bear it, but that's okay. Take upon you my yoke and I'll do the heavy lifting for you. Amen? Now, it probably was not totally accurate to say, I will do the heavy lifting for you. He'll do for us that which we cannot do. He became the propitiation for our sins. But I think it's significant when he says, take upon you my yoke. All right. That means you, you are going to be sharing in the load. Right. So it's not a passe, you know, a passivity or a timidity and just, I'll just sit here and just let the Lord do it. It's you partnering with the Lord and saying, Lord, you saying, Lord, I surrender. I have my own plan. I have my own way. I have my own vision. I have my own way about how I think things want to go, should go for my life. But you know what? I surrender to your will. I surrender to your way. Teach me how to walk in your way. 
Y'all see that? Come to me, all who labor under heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. You know, I saw this illustration earlier this week, and uh, I thought it would be good. And in the illustration, there were these two oxen. Obviously, you can tell what I was searching for. But there were two oxen in this, in this illustration. One was a big ox. And the other one was a slightly smaller ox. And it was a multi-layered illustration. At first, you saw, <laughs> uh, you saw the ox, the smaller ox at one point, he was being trained. And at one point, the smaller ox was trying to get ahead of the bigger ox, the experienced ox. And the smaller ox was struggling. Because as the smaller ox was trying to lead, the smaller ox was bearing the brunt of the load. And he wasn't ready for that yet. And in the illustration, it talked about how sometimes we want to get out in front of God. We get impatient and we want to run out and make it happen now. And we're bearing a bigger load than we can handle. And we end up burning ourselves out. Because we're not really just yoking up with the Lord and partnering with him and allowing him to teach us how to walk out what he, the path he has for us, right? Then the second illustration showed the ox was just pulling. He, he was pulling back, not wanting to walk with the bigger ox, not wanting to be trained. He had these farmers behind him with what looked like, I don't know, whips or wilds or whatever, trying to get him to get his butt on up and keep up with the ox who was being used to train him. And I thought about this, the story of the children of Israel when, they, when the Lord was wanting to give them the promised land. They were like the ox that instead of yoking up with the Lord, they were fearful and they backed off. And they rejected the authority of the Lord. They rejected him wanting them, him wanting to take them into the rest that he had promised them. And it made me think for this message today, how many times have I, how many times have I out of fear, out of fear and doubt have rejected the Lord's effort? to bring me into that place of rest. Because I, I wasn't sure. Right? I wasn't sure. I, I, I wasn't comfortable with what it felt like God wanted me to do. And so I shrunk back and resisted the yoke instead of trusting him and yielding to his will. There is a rest in the Lord. But he said, come to me. Did he not? I know you're weary. I know you're burdened. I know you're heavy laden. I know you're weighed down. But still, come to me. 
bring the load to me. Put your trust in me. And I'm like, well, Lord, if the Lord is that heavy, why make him come to you? <laughs> uh, I don't have an answer for that. But uh, all I know is he said, come to me. So it's our job to obey him. If we couldn't do it, he wouldn't ask us to do it. But he says, come unto me, all who labor under heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Now, what's that going to look like sometimes? Uh, Some of us are resistant to to that call from the Lord to take up on the yoke and learn from me because at some point he may require of us to let go of some things we're not willing to let go of. But we want peace, Lord, but can you give it to me my way? Can I get peace and keep this stuff over here? And we have to be willing to just take up on his yoke, learn from him. And if the Lord says it's got to go, it's got to go. Because I realize, you know what? I'm a movie buff. Heck, man, I'm a movie buff, TV show buff, sci-fi buff, you name it. So I get exposed to a lot of junk in a given week. Uh, my daughters are, I don't know, I've I, I passed on a legacy to my daughters that I hope, I hope God can work with. You know, uh, we go to the movies together. Uh, we do DC comic stuff. We do sci-fi stuff. I mean, that is all me right there. And I don't know if if Netflix is of God or not, but it has not been a blessing to me uh, or my tendency to overload myself with a lot of stuff that's not really edifying to me. I'm 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 not hiding anything. I'm I'm letting you know where you know where my struggles are, and so. And I could easily, easily spend hours on Netflix. No commercials, too? You kidding me? Watching my favorite shows, losing a lot of time. And then end of the day comes up, and I'm like, oh, man, I didn't do my reading plan. I didn't make time. Appropriate time for the Lord today. Is anybody relating to this? And and then when those anxieties hit me, those problems of life hit me and so forth, and, and that peace isn't there, 
that grace is in there. Guess what? It should be no surprise because I haven't been feeding myself in the way that I needed to, to prepare myself to respond in obedience to the Lord in those areas, to, to surrender to God and trust God in those areas. You know what? I've been watching Spock and Captain Kirk and Captain America and so forth all day and have nothing substantive to, to offer or bless my family as the priest of my home in those moments. And this is just serious reflection time on me. And I, 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 I'm hoping sharing out of this, out of my experience, can get you something to relate to so you can reflect and just say, you know what? Goodness gracious, Lord, what am I been doing? I need peace, Lord. I need rest. And the Lord is saying that rest has always been available to you. That peace has always been available. But, 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 but we're going to have to pursue him and appropriate that peace and that rest that he has always made available for us. Does that make sense? You know, and I know, you know I told y'all earlier how I'm struggling with, with the finances and, 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 and what we're going to be able to do for our kids and, 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 and all those things, you know, mortgage going up and all that nonsense and everything. And, and so, you know, I, I know what the scripture says. Don't worry about your life and what you will eat and what you will drink and your body, what you will wear and all that stuff. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto you, you know. But if, but, 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 but when I am not applying myself to pursuing him and seeking him first and all his righteousness on a daily basis, when I am not doing that, all right, then I am not recalling those scriptures in faith. And they're not doing me any good where I'm at. And it's not adding rest to my soul. Not because the word isn't true, but because of my lack of proper regard for it on a regular basis. Does that make sense? And so I believe the Lord is wanting to encourage us in that today. We'll be electing a new president soon. <laughs> and people are freaking out about it. <laughs> no matter who wins this election, Many Americans uh, strongly consider becoming citizens of another country. <laughs> oh, man. Many more will probably do everything in their power to undermine the new administration for fear of the damage that it might do. There's no rest in that, is it? There's no rest in that. No matter the outcome, we should be able to rest in the knowledge that the powers that be are ordained of God and that God holds the heart of the king in his hands. Proverbs 21.1 says, In the Lord's hand, 
the king's heart is a stream of water that he channels toward those who please him. You know? So as believers, as, as Christians, we should be the least likely to be freaking out about who gets elected in what offices in our country. Because we know who the true governor, all right? We know the one who controls all things, and we know the one who is all-powerful, and he is the one that can direct whoever's heart, whoever's path, in whatever, he, in whatever direction that he wills. And so if we're concerned about so, what someone will or won't do, then we can rest in the Lord. Lord, I just trust your heart. You will, you will take the king or the president, Mr. President, Madam President, whatever it ends up being, you can take that person's heart and make that heart like a stream of water in your hands that you channel toward those who please you. That's how in the midst of all the chaos and the nonsense, we can rest. Not because we're not acknowledging the reality of the circumstances, but we're, rea but we're acknowledging the reality of who's really in control. Too often we forsake the rest that God has prepared for us. The rest that is ours in Christ Jesus. We allow uncertainty to produce worry and anxiety and fear. And we allow that worry, anxiety, and fear to intimidate us into abandoning trust in the Lord. Then, our lack of trust causes us to reject the Lord's yoke by which he will give us rest. And I just believe the Lord is encouraging you today, don't abandon the yoke. Don't give in to fear. Don't give in to uncertainty. Don't let, the, don't let those things cause you to lose faith and trust in him and thereby cause you to be unable to receive the rest that he has for you. We ought to be able to rest in peace. I, well, you know what I'm saying. You know, I mean, that wasn't the most eloquent. <laughs> we, you know, we ought to be able to have peace. We ought to be able to rest in the knowledge of him. You know, our wages may be a little short when we start comparing income to bills. But you know, Lord, I just know that there is a way out of no way. I know that there, I know there is provision for me. I know that there is wisdom available. And Lord, I'm just going to pursue you and hope to get the wisdom to make the decisions that need to be made so that we can walk in the blessing that is, that is rightfully ours in the Lord. You know, an open heart, willing to make the changes that need to be made, willing to do whatever, Lord, because I want to honor you in my finances. I want to honor you in my job. I want to honor you in whatever my role is in my home, you know, as a husband, as a father, as a wife, as a mother, as a son, as a daughter. I want to give these areas up to you. Struggling in a class, Lord, 
I'm struggling in this thing. And I'm afraid I might fail. And we can do a couple of things with that. We can wallow in that fear of failure and let it grip us. And it can become a self-fulfilling prophecy. (laughs) Or we can take that fear, cast it at the feet of the Lord and say, Lord, I acknowledge I am fearful and this situation has gotten the best of me. But I call on the name of the Lord and I know I will not be confounded. I know I will not be put away. I know that you will hear me and answer my prayer and somehow, some way, in the name of the Lord Jesus, I'm going to pass this class. I know we've got some students in here. But it's that kind of resolve that will enable us to enter into rest. It doesn't mean we're going to be comfortable with how God chooses to lead us. But we're going to rest in our trust of him that come what will, come what may. I'm yoked with the Lord. We're bearing this load together. And if it gets at any point to where my feet are dragging and my legs are weak, and I'm not able to quite continue to bear as much of the load as I was when I first started. He's strong enough to carry the load, that extra load, and he'll keep on going. He'll bear me up. Have you ever stopped to think, and I'm about to wind up here, but have you ever stopped to think, Really, how much has God actually really asked us to do? I mean, we enjoy the salvation from the Lord, and all we had to do was believe, profess Him as Lord and Savior, believe. We didn't bear a stripe. We didn't get nailed. We didn't get hung on a cross. He did the work. All we have to do is enter into the rest of what he did. He did the work. Rest. Enter into the rest. Think about it. He broke the bondage of sin and death. He took sin's grip over us away. He destroyed it. So now we're no longer slaves to sin. All he says is, yield your members to righteousness. No wonder he says, my yoke is easy, And my burden is light. I'm not really asking you to break the mold. I'm not really asking you to go over and above what you're capable of. I've done the heavy lifting. Just link in with me and do your part. That was true in salvation. 
And that's true in our Christian walk. Daily, we need to remind ourselves, Lord, just like you did when you saved my soul, just like you did on Calvary's cross, you've already done the heavy lifting. You've already won the victory. You've already triumphed. You just asking me to walk in that triumph. And you just asked me to link up with you and let you teach me how to walk in the way of the Lord. Can you do that? Can we do that? It's when we lose perspective and we feel, you know, fear lies to us, doubt lies to us. We believe the nonsense, all the stuff that exalts itself against the knowledge of Christ. And we feel like we have to bear a greater burden than what the Lord has asked us to bear. We feel like we got to do it on our own. And that puts a pressure on us that prevents us from being able to enter his rest. And we just need to learn, you know what, Lord, you've done it. You've commanded me to do this. And what you've commanded me to do is not hard. I just need to put my trust in you. Walk with you and let you take me into that rest. It's funny that they would use that term rest because in Hebrews, it, it talks about when they didn't allow the Lord to take him to the promised land. He didn't allow him to, they didn't allow him to take him into rest. Well, there was giants in that land. You know, if you look at the, if you look at the, on the surface of the term rest, you would think, man, they're going to do a lot of warring. They're going to do a lot of battling. There's going to be anything but rest there. Okay. But, but, but that's not what it's about. Okay, the victory was already assured. There wasn't any doubt about the outcome of the battle. All right, it was the place, the promise, the place that God promised them. It, you know, it was, it, it was theirs already. Any obstacles there were already defeated. They could rest in that. The same God that delivered them from Egypt would cause them to conquer in the place of rest. I'm going to ask you to stand. And I'm going to give you an opportunity today. I can't recall all the faces here. I know some, I know most of you, uh, not all of you. But I want you to hear the call of the Lord this morning as he says, come unto me. All you who, are, who labor and are heavy laden. He said, let me give you rest. You may be here today. Uh, who knows? Maybe your friend dragged you here. And you don't know the Lord, got a lot of questions, or, you know, you probably think that God would never accept you. You've got to get your life right. You've got to do some things to be able to show that you're worthy of the favor of the Lord and everything. And 
And, and, and I just want to encourage you that the love of God is, is, is mightier than that. That you don't have to get yourself right. As a matter of fact, you can't get yourself right. Not right enough in order to be righteous before God. But the good news is that you don't have to. Because there is one who gave himself for you. There is one who took upon himself your sins, your shortcomings, your animosity toward God. He took upon all of that and he died on a cross for you. He became your atonement. His shed blood was shed for you. His life taken was for you. He paid the penalty that your sin demands. And because he did that, the gift of salvation is available to you. So the favor of the Lord is yours based on what he did. And all you've got to do is accept it. And if that's you today, I just invite you to come right now. Just make that choice to receive the blessed salvation of the Lord. That he loved you so much that he gave himself to give you. Hallelujah. And for those of you who are believers, who know the Lord, maybe something I said today out of my own life, maybe some of my own struggles, maybe it pricked your heart and, and maybe it got you reflecting and you, and you realized that um, there's been rest available to you that you have rejected, <laughs> that uh, you have been robbed of. Because of doubt, fear, anxieties, unbelief, worries, all those kinds of things. And I, I just want to give you an opportunity to tell all of those things that have lied to you. All those things in life that have prevented you from entering into God's rest. I'm going to give you the opportunity to tell all of that stuff to shove it. All right? And I don't, uh, can you play something back there, please? Um, and I'm going to ask uh, uh, ministry teams to come up, if you will, whoever's here. And I want you to, I'm going to invite you all just to come on up. Come on up to the front. Even if you don't want to come and, and ask somebody to pray for you, I just want you to come on up to the front just, as, just to declare to all the mess that has lied to you and caused you to forsake the the peace and rest that has been available to you to God, just let your coming up show that this is your declaration no more. Lord, I'm answering your call. I'm coming to you right now with my burdens, with my cares. I'm weighed down, but I'm coming to you right now, Lord. And I'm taking upon myself your yoke and I'm surrendering to you to teach me, Lord. Let me learn from you, Lord, how to rest in whatever the situation.